Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you and praise your name. We bless your holy name because you are a good God. We honor you. We pray that your Holy Spirit will brood upon us. Teach us your word. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. In the precious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the Son of the living God. May our lives be blessed in a special way as we have come here to be taught your word. May we never be the same in Jesus' precious name. Amen. That's when we walk closely with the Lord. So we're going to learn some, some things. And uh, today I'm sharing with you bearing fruit through deep spiritual connection. Say it after me. Bearing fruit through deep spiritual connection. Oh, are you in the church? You're you not seeing with life. Say bearing fruit, bearing fruit. through... Deep spiritual connection. Okay, so can you open the Bible to so Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, verse 6 and 9 to 11. Philippians chapter number 1, verse number 3. If you are there, say thank you, Jesus. If you are not there, say, Lord, have mercy. I believe that everybody has a Bible. Today is it's a teaching service, so um, you, you need to... T- Scribble something down. You know. Paul said, was Paul's letter to the people of you know, Philippi, and he said, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. It means that every time that you remember God's people, you must thank God for their lives. Amen. Yeah. When you think about your souls, when you think about your friends, when you think about your family, you must thank God. Tell somebody, I thank God for your life. Tell another person, I thank God for your life. I was watching a documentary and the guy made a statement that to the extent that man is irreplaceable. What did the guy say? The guy doing the swimming, mommy. And say that you cannot more or less pay for a life. You know, you cannot substitute anything for a life. And that's the reason why the whites will do everything to save a life. They will do everything. Even if, if the, the guy is a worse of criminals, they will save the life. Because you can never do anything to replace a life. Once a particular life is gone. So, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. And then continue the verse number four. He says, always in every prayer of mine making requests for you with with what? All. For you all with joy. It means that you must always make requests. Prayer. You must pray for people. Amen. You must pray for people. Tell somebody, pray for people. So that's a good point to write. You see, the first point is remember people in a good light. Number two is always pray for others. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you. So it means that every time you pray, don't just pray for yourself, but pray for others. Tell somebody, pray for others. Yeah, pray for others. And in Job chapter 42 verse 10, the Bible says that when Job prayed for his friends, what happened? 
the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. So your losses will be restored. What you have lost will be restored when you pray for others. He said, indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Job went through a catastrophe. And a lot of times, the devil makes us become self-centered. We tend to look at ourselves. I don't have. Where I'm coming from is not good. And all those things. But, you see, in the midst of Job's difficulty, he prayed for others. And so, as a Christian, I'm teaching you about Christian tenets. Is that right? Yeah. Because these days, it's like Christianity has become like a shopping center. When we come to the church, I receive, I take, prophesy over me. No. There is more to Christianity. And that was Paul, what was Paul, that is what Paul was teaching us. Amen. The Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for others. So, Learn to pray for others. A lot of times, you see, when we call for prayer meeting, you will see less people coming. When we're praying for the church, we're praying for souls. But when we say we're having a prophetic meeting to cast out demons and to, to, to kill the witches of your hometown and to fight things that are fighting you, even sometimes you're giving a prayer topic, say, the man is talking too much. He let us put in the fire. By fire and by power. By fire. Die. Die. Die, devil died. Devil doesn't die. You incapacitate the devil because devil is a spirit. Is that right? Yeah. Devil died. We bind. We bind demons. We don't kill demons. <laughs> you can't kill them. Yeah? It's not their time. Are you following me? Okay. So, so the point is that you need to to pray. Okay. Let's continue. Start. Now let's go from verse number one. Start with verse three. So verse three. I thank my God upon every remembrance of who you. So thank God for people. That's the first thing. Thank God. That's why you see every time I can say, I thank God for this choir. I thank God for the palace praise. I thank God for this. And so when you thank God for your husband. Thank God for your wife. Thank God for your children. Thank God. Thank God for our country. We may not, it may not be an utopic environment, but we Bible says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And anytime you are a thanksgiving person, it shows that you are a person of gratitude. You are not an ingrid. Yeah? Ingrid. The word ingrid. I-N-G-R-A-T-E. Ingrid means an ungrateful person. Somebody who blacks out when good has been done to you. And that is what happened to the people of Israel in the wilderness. When they had forgotten how God has saved them from, from, from Pharaoh's hand and all the hard work, how they had crossed the Red Sea, how good things had happened to them, but they had blacked out. They had forgotten about every good thing and they started fretting and they started murmuring, complaining, and God released snakes, bite them, they died in the wilderness. That's the reason why. Most of them, all those 20 years and above, apart from Caleb and Joshua, all of them died. All the yabi, yabi, yabi means that God is again yabi, yabi, yabi. There's a song which says, Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, what God has done. Count your blessings, name them by one. 
and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. Count your blessings. Thank God. At least when you woke up, even if you haven't eaten, you're able to get one pure water to drink. Eh? Sashi water. Is that not it? It's a blessing. You could comb your hair. It's a blessing. The fact that you are even sitting here, it's a blessing. That's why I say, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Then the second thing, verse, the verse, next verse, quickly. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy. So it means that every time you are praying, eh, learn to pray for somebody. Say a word of prayer for somebody. So this actually is saying, talking about plant a seed. And unless you plant a seed, you never get a harvest. You always must learn to plant a seed. It is something that I've learned to do. Every church I go to, I plant a seed because every church has a certain grace upon the church. Every land I go to, I plant a seed in that land. Any time I, I travel to any country, I plant a seed. When I get into any community, I try to plant, plant a seed. These are spiritual principles. Amen. And you can even decide that every month you plant a special seed. Every week, there's a certain seed you want to plant. And every day, plant a seed of smile. Plant a seed of encouragement. Plant a seed of prayer. Plant a seed. Plant, do something. And when you plant a seed, you get a harvest. Amen. Amen. Now verse number six. This is just an introduction. I'm warming up. We are warming the engine. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it or will perfect it. Every good thing God has begun in you, he will finish it. Oh, you didn't hear me? I say you finish it. Amen. May every good thing God has begun, may you see the end result. Amen. Because he's the Alpha and the Omega, it means that, as, as a matter of fact, God is an artist. And when an artist starts working, it means he's, he has an end result. At least I'm, I'm married to one, so I can appreciate it. Is that right? Yeah. When you see mommy stretch a canvas, and then sometimes you see, you see that she's stretching a canvas and he's putting some color. I said, what is this woman doing? But she has the end product in her mind. And the Bible says that God declares the end from the beginning. And by the time you give her, maybe the close of the day, you, you see the thing is forming. A couple of days, you see that the thing has come up so beautifully. And listen to me, just give God time. You are coming out beautiful. Amen. You didn't hear me. I said, you are coming out beautiful. Being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Amen. Tell your friend, he who has begun, he who has begun. a good work in you, he will complete it. Every good thing, every good. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give unto you a future and a hope and to bring you to an expected end. Amen? Amen. Yeah, it looked like at the point, you see, sometimes what God has promised you, you, you rather seem to see the opposite of it. Hey, and so your life can actually be like a bow and arrow. Before the arrow goes forward, it goes backwards. Before a high jumper goes up, he has to go down. Before you see a tree go very high, the roots have to go very deep. So sometimes, what God wants you to become, your life for a season looks the opposite of what it is. But still keep your confidence, keep your faith in God, because he knows what is out in doing in your life. Yeah. 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 That's what happened to Joseph. When he said, Joseph, 
He dreamt that his brothers were going to bow down to him and all those things. He rather found himself in a pit. And the brothers were threatening to kill him. And then he was sold as a slave to a, in a very foreign land. Can you imagine you are here and they've sold you to Niger? You, you, know, you, are, you have become a Nigerian. You know, from Niger, you are in Mali and then you are somewhere, you know, all those places. I said, Why are you? They have sold you and you are just in some bushes or in the, in, in the bushes of an Amazon. And you don't know where you are. But some way, somehow, God has orchestrated your life. Your life is like a canvas that has been stretched. And God has taken his brush and he's dipping it in his paints, different colors, and painting your life. And at the end of the day, the canvas comes out looking very splendid. You are coming out splendid. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You didn't hear me I say, I'm coming out splendid. Amen. And at the end of the day, Joseph ended up moving from the pits. He was put in the prison, the pots, and then eventually he was put on the throne. So he was pitted, potted, and putted. See it after me, pitted, potted, putted. And that's how life is. You may enter the pit first. From the pit, you get into the pot. You'll be, you'll be in prison. You'll be covered. There comes a time in your life, it's like there's, you, there's no exposure. You've been covered. Is that right? Yeah. Your business doesn't seem to be flourishing the way it, it is. You know, you, you've been hidden. Your talent is hidden. Your grace is hidden. Your ability is hidden. But God has his own time. The Bible says, in God's own time, he makes not you make, he makes all things beautiful. Amen. Now let's jump to the verse 9 to verse number 11. That's how we get into our main thing. And Paul there said, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. May your love abound more and more. It means that your love can be doused. Your love can depreciate. Your love can go down. But may your love abound more and more. Loving God more and more. Loving people more and more. Verse 10. That you may approve the things that are excellent. You see, your love for God must abound. And when your love abounds, you approve things that are excellent. It means that you can approve things that are not excellent. But may you approve things that are excellent. You know there are people who approve things that are wickedness. They approve of sin. They approve of misbehavior. They approve of stealing. You must become a very principled person in life. Such that what is wrong is wrong. What is right is right. And especially when it comes regarding the things of God. You must take a stand. You must learn to take a stand for purity, for righteousness, what is right. Amen. It's very, very important. It's very important that you must become a person of principles, a person of value, a person of this thing is wrong. I cannot do this. Amen. You see, Mommy's daddy was in a very top position in the country many years ago. And there are times that by his position, people come to him and say, 
you give us this kind of contract, whatever, we will build for you houses anywhere you want in the country. If it's a cry you don't want, build it in the name you want. Build it here, build it there, build it there, or this is money. They have carried money. Take the money. We want to do this. And the man who said, no, this is not what I've been called to do. This is not what I've been employed to do. And he overlooked. He said, no, no, no. Meanwhile, he has a family. He had extended family he was taking care of, apart from his biological children. But the man had principles. Stood for what is right and stood against what is wrong. A number of his friends who went for all those kinds of monies, just some of them fell ill in some very funny way, died, many of them died and things like that. But by the grace of God, this man is in his mid-80s. He climbs a story building every day. He cooks for the wife. Washes his own things. When we visit him in America, and we say, want to wash your this, he say, Mamba Sam, don't come and spoil me. And go back to your Ghana. He is the one. When I go to America, he cooks for me. He, he, would, he, do, he would do everything. By the time I realize he's put my stuff in the laundry, and he's doing laundry for me. He eats everything. Give him fufu, he eats. He will add rice to it. He will add his cake. Things that most young people will not even eat. I mean, he's eating and he's strong. Somehow, God has given him some immunity. And he's striving. The point I'm making is that there are things that when you do, God will be on your side. Amen. Amen. So, if you're a Christian, be a Christian. Don't be a Wagadri Christian. A Christian that today you are, you are there, you, you come to church, you speak in tongues a little, but you are drinking as well. You think we don't know, we know. Yeah. You, you are a Christian. When, when, everywhere you go, you are like them. So you say when you go to Rome, be like the Romans do. So you are there. When you go and people are in order to associate with them. When people are singing profane, you are singing profane with them. When people are doing what that, who are you? What's your identity? What's your identity? So, may you approve of things that are excellent. Someone say, approve of things that are excellent. So, when you ponder whether to engage in some activity, you have to ask yourself, what is excellent about what I'm doing? Not what is wrong. Is that right? Sometimes some of us ask, what is wrong? But the question shouldn't be what is wrong, what is excellent. Ask your friend what is excellent. Uh-huh. So you will see some of the guys, they wear their panties are low there. Eh? And you are, all you are seeing is your uh, boxer shorts. Some of you don't even boxer shorts, it's still ordinary panties. You know? And then they are walking around. So the question you have to ask yourself is if you want to dress that way, what is excellent about it, not what is wrong about it. Because you say that your, your butt has been covered. But is it excellent? Are you getting me? Yeah. And some of the ladies who wear some things and then they are, you are, you are worn some whatever and there's a jean string and a beat or say, you know, all those kind of things. The question you have to ask yourself is, you don't ask yourself what is wrong about my dressing. You have to ask yourself what is excellent about your dressing. Yeah, <laughs> What's excellent about my talking? What's excellent about my behavior? Is this my behavior an excellent behavior? Is this the way my responses to people, is it an excellent response? Or there's nothing wrong? 
Hello. Mm. So I said, mm. Verse 11. This is where we are coming to. We are now coming to the main thing. All that I'm talking about, we are introducing. Being filled with the fruits of what? Righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. Filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. You have to be filled with the what? Fruits of righteousness. Someone say fruits. Good. Now, these fruits of righteousness, they come to us all. They, they are born or they are obtained by Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember in John 15, 16, Jesus said that you did not choose me, but I chose you. Sammy, you didn't write. And I mentioned John 15, so you didn't write. When I stand here, I see everything people are doing. You know? Everything you are doing. And I want you as a teacher, I want you to write so that when you go home, Catch your children, teach them, teach your friends. Amen? Amen. Yeah. John 15, 16. Let's read together. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. You did not choose me, but I chose you. You have been chosen and appointed by God. That you should go and bear fruit. So it means that amongst many people, to be chosen means that you, amongst many people, you have been selected. <laughs> Is that right? Uh, I'll tell you when you used to write common entrance and say you have been selected to, say, to go to St. Augustine School, selected to St. Peter's, the school, selected to Infantiman Girls, selected to Ebri Girls, Wesley Girls, Presec. Quatapresec. Nunsec. Is that right? Uh huh. So you have been chosen. And he said, God said, You didn't choose yourself. But he chose you and appointed you that you should bear fruit. And not only bear the fruit, but that your fruit should remain. Now, what is this fruit that he's talking about? It's a f- spiritual fruit. Somebody says, Spiritual fruits. Spiritual fruits of having souls, spiritual fruits of prayer, spiritual fruits of helping people to become established in the things of God. You should bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. Now when you bear fruits and your fruit remain, what will happen is that whatever you ask the Father in, in the name of Jesus, he will give it to you. So it is, it is actually a qualification for you to have your answers your, uh, your prayers will be answered by learning to bear fruits. Do you know that you are actually paid in your offices according to the fruit you are bearing? Yes. No company hires you. Every time you go for interview, they are trying to find out what you are bringing to the table. How profitable are you going to be to the organization <coughs> regarding the remuneration that they have to give you? And so if they think that you are not going to be that fruit bearing, then they will not hire you. But when they hire you and you are bearing the fruit, then what you also ask them, they will give it to you. So you ask, from, ask them for a car, ask them for a house, ask them for a clothing allowance and all those things, they will give it to you. So when you also collaborate with God and you work with God, Whatever you ask him, he'll give it to you. May God give to you. May you be a worker for God. 
that whatever you ask him, he'll give it to you. Now remember that any fruit you will ever bear will be as a result of your close connections to God. Remember that when we read the scripture, you know, uh, Philippians 1.11, it says that we bear fruit by Jesus Christ. Is that not it? Go back to Philippians 1.11. Philippians 1.11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ. Amen? Do it NIV or uh, KJV. And I feel with the fruits of righteousness that comes through who? Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? Do the message version for me. Bountiful in fruits from the soul, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory. Hey, message, so your castle. Amen. But I think we got it well in NIV. Let's look at NIV again. Filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. So the fruit comes through Jesus Christ. So it means that staying connected to Jesus is the master key to bearing much fruit. It's a point, good point to write. Staying connected to Jesus is the master key to bearing fruit. Sarah, can't you write anything? Because of a baby, you can't write. Eh? You should have brought your book. All those carrying babies, the baby shouldn't stop you from whatever. You should be able to carry. People take your children for lectures and they still write. You go to Legon and go to some of the places and see. Eh? Yeah. So don't say, don't use the blessing as an excuse. Eh? Don't let God get angry with you for blessing you. Hello? Yeah, don't let God get angry with you. You know, when you give your child a, a toy, and because of the toy, the person will not work in the house. What will happen to the toy? The toy will be taken away. Are you following me? You see, we lose many blessings because we substitute the blessings for God. I see some of you when you come to church, all of the, all the, your whole world now has become that child or that blessing and all those things. We're not saying don't give attention to your child. But make sure that when you come to church, it is because of God's word. Amen. And some of you, I see you sitting outside there. From today, nobody should sit outside there. Except the baby is whatever. You should, you should come inside and listen to the word of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah, or else stay at home. You have to be in the house. Write notes. Amen. Amen. Yeah. This is not a, a, a something marketing center. We are learning how to grow up spiritually and to do well. Amen. You have to be a soldier of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And you have to learn also to accept rebuke. Amen. It's part of the ministry of the pastor. Amen. And you don't have to get angry. If they rebuke you, you get angry. You are not a good child. You are not a good Christian. You are not a, you are not a good person. Anybody that they correct you, you cannot accept. You have a bad heart. You have to learn to accept. When they correct you, say, yes, sir. Thank you. I will change. I'm glad that you corrected me. And next time, you do it not because you are, you are pre pretentious. You do it because you want to do the right things. You didn't say amen. Amen. One man of God. 
I went to visit him. He turned 50. He said, after 50, there's nothing else I'm afraid to talk about. Don't you know that old men, you are not afraid to say anything. I didn't know that. You have seen everything. See after you. Hallelujah. Maybe your friend will not tell you, but your pastor has to tell you. And for anybody that are corrected, you must bring me an offering. Amen. Amen. Are we learning something here? Yeah. At the close of the service, I may take somebody's notes and then you read your notes to us. So those of you who are not writing and then you are looking. Yeah. And I will ask questions. That's, this, this is how we are, we are going to do the church now. Yeah, because, and we will take, we'll test tests. Maybe after the lesson, I'll say, everybody, take your piece of paper. And then I will, yeah. So if, if you are not writing, you sit down. I know you have got computer brain. Yeah. After the service, uh, I'll give you 15 minutes test. Mm-hmm. Amen? Okay, so we are talking about the fact that we bear fruit through Jesus Christ. And God says, we, Jesus said he has called us to bear fruit. Is that not it? But the fruit we are to bear, we can only bear it through what? Him. And then we say that staying connected to Jesus is the master key to bearing much fruits. Amen? Human effort can never substitute for the power of being deeply connected to Jesus. Now write this. The fruit you bear is a result of your connection to God. The fruit you bear is a result of your connection to Jesus or to God. The fruit you bear is a result of your connection. That means that no connection to God, no fruit bearing. When a seed has no connection with the soil, it cannot bear fruit. Is that not it? Yeah. So God, the soil is like God to you, to the seed. When the seed makes contact with the soil, that is when it's able to draw in the soil is the nitrogen. You see, the soil is very rich. The soil contains various nutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, molybdenum, boron, all those nutrients are in the soil. But it is not available to the seed until the seed is planted. When the seed is planted, then the helium, which is a small hole, absorbs the, 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 the nutrients as it's being, the plant is being watered or the seed is being watered, and then it eventually splits up into radical and then the plumule. The radical forms the root system, the plumule forms the shoot system, and then it grows and eventually bears fruit. The bearing of the fruit is a result of the fact that the seed made contact with the soil. So until you make contact with God, you cannot bear fruit. So it means that if somebody is bearing fruit, it's also an indication that the person has made contact with God. And the person who is also not making, not bearing fruit means that the person is disconnected from God. So the question is, are you bearing fruit? If you are not bearing fruit, it means that your connection with God is very minimal. And if you are bearing fruit, it also means that something from God is what is entering into you. And that is what is making you to become a fruit bearing person. So it shows that for many of us, we we might have given our life to Jesus Christ, but some way, somehow, we are disconnected from him. That's the reason we don't have the passion of Jesus, and that's the reason why we are not bearing the fruit that we ought to bear. Oh, you didn't say amen. Amen. 
Okay, let's go back. Let's go to John chapter 15, verse 4 to 8. John chapter 15, verse 4 to 8. John 15. If you are in John, say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, read it with me. Abide in me, and Jesus was speaking. Now, you must take the words of Jesus very serious. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. Have you seen it? So Jesus said, go, John, let's do that verse 4. Verse 4. Let's work it out. Jesus said, abide in me. What's the meaning of the word abide? To stay, to dwell. So you see, when you are not dwelling in the Lord, and you are dwelling in worldliness, and you are dwelling in worldly principles, and you are dwelling in tradition, and you are dwelling in what your friends are saying, then the fruit you bear will be, will be based on what your, fruits, uh, your friends are saying. Hello? But when you dwell, whoever you dwell in, you bear fruit of the person. So if you dwell in Christ, then you will bear the fruit of Christ. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. No branch which is disconnected from a vine is able to bear fruit because it takes its sap from the vine. Amen? It takes, the moment you cut a branch off from the, the vine, it begins to wither. It dies off. So you see that when you are disconnected from Christ through fellowship, you don't come for, to church services or sometimes you can come to church but your heart is not here. Your mind is not here. Your agenda for coming is not the church. It's not to come and receive from Christ. You can be in the church and yet you are disconnected from the church. You are disconnected from Christ. You didn't say amen. amen. Hallelujah. I'm teaching you pure, pure religion. Pure Christianity. The pure things of God. Someone say, the pure things of God. Amen. Yeah. These are things that we need to do. We need to stick to God. Tell somebody, stick to God. So verse number five. You see, the only way we can play a significant role in the kingdom is to allow Jesus to live his life in us and through us. He said, apart from him, we can do nothing. If Jesus said, apart from him, we can do nothing, it means that in him we can do everything. That's why I say, in him we live and move and what? Have our being. Eh? Look at verse 4. Let's work it. Verse 4. I'm not in a hurry. This is, I don't want to be in a hurry to preach something. Just a few things. So I say a few things. He says, abide in me and I. You know, as the branch cannot bear, cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in me, neither can you unless you abide in me. It means, what he's saying is that if you don't abide in me, you can't do anything. It means also that if you abide in him, you can do everything. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So it means that, listen, without Jesus, you can do nothing. Nothing means nothing. Without Jesus. Without God on your side. Bible says, the psalmist, if, if it had not been for the Lord on our side, where would we have been? Kevin, are you here with me? Yeah. 
Without Jesus, you cannot stand for five minutes. Without Jesus, you cannot talk. Without Jesus, you cannot sign a check. Without Jesus, you cannot do many things. So it means that Jesus must be very important to you. Amen? Amen. Yeah. He said, without me. So if he says, without me, you can do nothing, it means that this Jesus must be so important to you that every time you must take cognizance of him, you must recognize him. You, he must be very important to you. And you see, the one your life depends on must be very important to you as to how you please him. Without him, you cannot marry or have a successful marriage. That's the reason why you see, find some people marrying outside the principles of the word of God. They, are, they think that you, can, you, you may marry out of love and fail. Because Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. So if Jesus is not in your marriage, listen, the woman will say, I love you, 120%. And the next moment, she's, she's holding a knife. One, one day, one day, somebody woke up and then he saw a knife, boom, by the side of the bed. It was the wife. I said, I wanted to kill you. Yes. I wanted to kill you. And we are not talking about non-Christian. We are talking about spirit-filled people. Wanted to kill you. Without Jesus, you are nothing. So from today, do not exclude Jesus from your life. Do not exclude Jesus. Listen, never start to work without Jesus. Don't say, my uncle has called me. My, my auntie, my auntie wants me to do this. My whatever. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things shall be added unto you. If your mother is telling you to do the wrong thing, contrary to the word of God, stick to the word of God. Can I have an amen? amen. They want you to be a prostitute. They want you to go and lead a certain kind of life. Contrary. Don't dishonor them. Don't, never insult your mother. Never insult your father. Never, no matter the provocation, never insult an elderly person. We don't do that. But stand on your, the principle of the word of God and say that based on my faith, I cannot do this. Can I have an amen? amen. Yes. Many years ago, they wanted me to sell alcohol. I said, no, I won't sell alcohol. I won't. So okay, this is what you are selling to me. I said, okay, fine. Keep your whatever. But based on my faith, you have to learn to be a person of principle. Amen? Amen. And those who went to sell the alcohol, the alcohol dealt with them. Yeah, the alcohol dealt with them. Praise the Lord. Are you learning something here? Yes. Yeah. Verse 6. The one, the one who abides in the Lord. To abide in the Lord means what? To stick to the Lord. Tell someone to stick to the Lord. He bears much fruit. So if you want to bear much fruit, if you see, if you want to bear much fruit, living voices, stick to the Lord. Palace praise, stick to the Lord. Pastors, stick to the Lord. Eh? Deacons, stick to the Lord. You want to bear much fruit in your marriage, stick to the Lord. Spend time with God. Be in the presence of God. When you are going to do your show and your program, stick to the Lord. Just stay in God's presence. Talk to God. 
You will see God will give you things. God will give you things to say. God will give you things. And you see, speaking certain things at a certain time will touch somebody's heart and say, ah, I want this person in my life. Stick to God. Stick to God. Bishop T.D. Jakes had a small church in West Virginia. He wasn't respected. And Captain Pearson was having a program. Most of you even don't know Captain Pearson. But you know of T.G. Jakes. It was Captain Pearson was having a program. And then whilst he was advertising his program on television, he, he had about three speakers. And he was giving every one of them at least a slot of about three minutes or so to say something like we do the advertising, three minutes to five minutes. And somewhere, somehow, Paul Crouch, Paul Crouch happened to, you know, get to the house. And then he switched on the television. When he switched on the television, some way, somehow, within that three minutes slot, it was Bishop T.D. Jakes whose advert was being played, uh, uh, you know, his speech was being played. And I said, which black guy is this who is hollering like that, shouting and talking like that? But he, he actually was preaching a message that related to a book that Paul Crouch was talking about, was writing about. So he realized that he picked up Revelation and said, get me that black guy. So he now he had to fly from West Virginia to California. That was the beginning of the breakthrough of this man's ministry. Internationally. May God open some doors for you, somebody special to come into your life. Yes, yeah. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on, and coming into the limelight at a certain, at a certain strategic moments. May that become your portion. Amen. That you will say the right things at the right time. Amen. Verse number six. If anyone does not read it with me, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Is that how you want to become? It means that the branch that is not connected to the vine, what do we do to it? We throw it away. So when you are not connecting yourself in quiet time, when you are not connecting yourself, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, do not neglect your assembly of yourselves together. And you say, as for me, I want to stay in the house and have television and watch program and watch sports and watch other things. And you, 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 you detach yourself from the vine and from the fellowship of the believers. What you are doing is that you want to become a withered branch. Which shall be cast into the fire. And a withered branch does not bear fruit. So when you have a withered branch, you in your house, when you are cutting, they cut a branch and it's there. Do you want it to stay there? It's, it's, it's wasting space. So you want to get rid of it. Quickly. Amen. Amen. And so may the Lord help us. Amen. I said may the Lord help us. Amen. That we shall not become withered branches. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse number 7. If you abide in me. And my words. Abide in you. Now. So how do you, how do you connect to the vine? If you abide in me. And my words abide in you. You will ask. You what? Ask what you desire. And it shall be done for you. May this become your blessing. Amen. Jesus was speaking. You see, today we are reading the words of Jesus. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you will ask what you desire. My words abide in you. My words abide in you. 
1 John 2.20. 1 John 2.20. The word must abide in you. John 5.24. Yeah. The words must abide in you. Now people are looking away. The words must. Very soon we'll come with primary scriptures we must know. You see, by the time a Jew gets to 12 years, he has learned the Torah, the five books of Moses. Yes. And the guys know the word of God so much that they, those who are serious, religious, religiously serious, they, they don't joke around with it. I remember when we were in Israel, I met one of the guys, and I said, I wanted to take a picture with him. He was a full Jewish something, wearing his, all those things. And then one lady wanted to, uh, she, he shifted himself away. He shifted, he said, he said you cannot take a picture with me. Yeah, he, he shifted, shifted away. You must learn to say, you cannot stand by me. Are you getting me? Yeah, he took a picture with me. He didn't take a picture with the lady. You cannot. Praise the Lord. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. May God give you what you desire. Verse 8. By this my father is glorified. By this my father is glorified. Let's read together everybody. One, two. By this my father is glorified. That you bear much fruit. So you will be. So, how is the Father glorified? How is the Father glorified? Brother Francis, yes? Sorry? By bearing what? Fruit. And what shows that we are the disciples of Jesus? Sorry? When what? Talk, talk, talk. When what? When what? When we abide in him. And then, so, and when you abide in him, what will happen to you? you will bear fruit. So, so it means that if you are not bearing fruit, it means you are not abiding him well. Because if you abide in him, it's an automatic thing that you will bear fruit. A, a branch that is abiding in the vine automatically receives the sap. And automa- it doesn't struggle. It doesn't struggle to have fruit on it. A, a mango tree branch that is connected to the vine doesn't struggle to bear mango fruits. Because it is connected. So you see that you will learn to, you will do certain things automatically. That's why you see, when you truly, when you get born again truly, and you are connected to God truly, yeah, you will find out that you will, you will begin to talk about Jesus freely. When you meet anybody, you will, you, one of our sisters was passing the other day. I think two days ago or so. And I, I was getting out of the house. And then as I go, I, I just said, I need to speak with this person. I was getting out of the church. So I told mommy, mommy, stop. And as the person is there, so I wanted to quickly share something with the person. And as we were talking and talking and talking, today the person is in church. It's natural. It's a natural thing. Abiding in him. When you abide in him, it's a natural thing that you, you, when you meet somebody, you want to share your faith with the person. When something good has happened to you, you want everybody to know. See, when women fall in love, you can see it. When women are in love, you can see it. And when a man is also in love, he's very generous. Yeah. And you see them when they, yeah. When you see a man who is giving, it means that he has fallen in love. Yeah. And when you see a woman that is glowing, it means that she, you know, somebody has told him, her something. 
that she likes and it's something is working amen may you may you experience love amen. amen so sometimes a weakening and a declining relationship is a result of disconnection with jesus a weakening write it a weakening and declining relationship spiritually is a result of disconnection from jesus so when you are disconnected from jesus you see that your excitement in the things of god is low when you come to church the spiritual things they don't really excite you much you are not too excited i mean it's like yaba Hallelujah. Are you learning something? Okay. You want to know that statement? A weakening and declining relationship or ministry is a result of disconnection from Jesus. A weakening and declining ministry or service is a result of disconnection from Jesus. So when your service unto God is weakening, eh? when, when your prayer life is going down, when you, you don't come, you of coming for prayer meeting, you won't come. You know, intercessors are praying, you won't come. Choruses, when it's quite practical, as you are coming, it's like you don't really feel like coming. You don't feel like doing anything. You know, it shows that your connection with Jesus is, is not strong. Eh? It shows that there's a disconnection. Yeah. If you are, so, if you are not bearing fruit, are you here with me? If you are not bearing fruit, you are not bearing fruit means that there's a disconnection from Jesus. Because Jesus said he's the vine, you are the branch. And that the branch that is connected to him will automatically bear fruit. So the question is that, are you bearing fruit? And if you are not bearing fruit, it means that you, are, you think you are connected, but you are disconnected. Amen? Amen? Yeah. You are disconnected. And so may you stay connected. Amen. And if you are disconnected, may you be reconnected. Amen. Can I have an Amen. Yeah. Now, without look at John fifteen seven. I want to show you something. John fifteen seven. Without walking, write it. Without walking in the ways and words of Jesus, you cannot bear fruits. Without walking, without walking in the ways and words of Jesus. You cannot bear fruit. John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, please, can you, somebody open that thing? That's why it's... Open the gate there. The, oh. Why? Oh, Jesus. Mr. <laughs> Sorry, say it again. No, not first John. John fifteen said, "Yeah, without walking in the in the ways and words of Jesus, you cannot bear fruit." He said, "If you abide in me and my words abide in you, that is when you you ask what you desire and it shall be done." 
So if you are not walking in the ways and the words of Jesus, you cannot bear fruit. John 15, 7 and 8. Without the connection to Jesus and the Father, there will be little fruit. So write this. The fruit a person bears is a sign of his connection to the vine. The fruit a person bears is a sign of his connection to the vine. Have you realized that sometimes you can plant some seeds and then others grow and bear fruit. Some don't grow. Some also don't grow to bear fruit. Is that not it? The reason is that those who don't bear fruit, their connection to the soil is weak. And that is why they don't bear fruit. So the fruit you bear, right, is the fruit you bear is a reflection of the connection between you, the Father, and Jesus. The fruit you bear is a reflection of the connection between you, the Father, and Jesus. So by inference, we can say that people who have no fruit are not connected to him. People who have no fruit are not connected to him. And write it, this in capitals. If you are connected to him, you will bear fruit. Pastor John, you are not writing. If you are connected, you don't have a pen. If you are connected to him, can somebody give me a, a, somebody with an extra pen? If you are connected to him, you cannot bear fruit. You have an extra pen? Anytime you come to church, you don't have a pen. You just raise your hand and say, pen. Yeah. Then we we'll get you. Sorry? If you are not connected to him, if you, sorry, if you are connected to him, you will bear fruit. John 15, 5. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bears much fruit. Is that not it? Eh? He who abides in me and I in him, do it in King James. I like the King James. There's a, there's a certain emphasis. One, two, read, read with me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forward much fruit. For without me, you can do what? Nothing. So it means that if you are connected to him, you will bear fruit. And if you are not connected to him, you will not bear fruit. Amen? This means that people who are doing nothing are probably without him. Hello? Yeah. So if you are in the church, you must do something. Tell somebody, do something. You know the Bible says in Psalm 127 verse 1, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that word, build it. So you must be connected to God to build. Praise the Lord. You have to become a useful vessel. That's why be a useful vessel. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 20. Sandra, you didn't write. 2 Timothy 2 20. I'm not just saying the scriptures for saying sake. I want you to write them. And learn them. 2 Timothy 2 20. Let's read together. By in a grace house, there are not only what? Vessels of gold and silver, but also of what? Wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. In a great house, there are different kinds of vessels. Amen? Vessels of gold and silver, vessels of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. So what kind of vessel are you? 
Ask your friend, what kind of vessel are you? You want, you, you want to become a vessel of honor. Amen. Tell your friend, be a vessel of honor. Yeah. You see, every vessel in a, in a, in a house, every vessel, there's a vessel for everything. There are different types of vessels for different purposes. That's why in church we have, we have the instrumentalists, we have the ashes, cleaners, da, 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 da. But which, whatever your purpose is, you must fulfill your purpose. Amen? Amen. You must fulfill your purpose. Tell your friend, fulfill your purpose. And tell another person, be a useful vessel. It means that if, the, if, listen, if a vessel is in the house and it's not being used for anything, it is a, a useless vessel. And you don't have to keep useless things around you. Yeah. That's the reason why there are times that even when you have certain clothings and you have not worn them for some time, you don't need to keep them around you. When you go to the Western well, you see, those guys are very smart. Very, very smart. Sometimes they kind of expensive thing, but they realize this thing is there. They need new stock or whatever. And so they just clear, they put their, you know, clearance. Sometimes for sale. And after say they take clearance. They mean we are clearing you out. We don't want you because we need space for new products. You are no more useful. You have to become a useful vessel. God must look at you and say, I like this, my daughter. This person has been doing this and that in my house, bringing souls into my kingdom. Amen. Amen. And listen, I know that sometimes we can be going through various difficulties and challenges, and as a result of that, we turn our backs to God and say, Lord, I'm thinking about myself. But I read a story in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 13, regarding a certain man called Zechariah, who was a, was a priest of God, and the wife was called Elizabeth. Now, the Bible says that they had advanced in age. Luke chapter 1, please, from verse number 5 to verse number 13. Just when you get home, you can, you can read that. The Bible says that the man was a priest. The wife also was of the daughters of Aaron, and, a, and the name was Elizabeth. That means that they, both of them came from a priesthood family. And the Bible says in the verse number 6 that both of them, they were righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, they were blameless. Look at them. Wow. But verse 7 says that even though they had such beautiful credentials, they, they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. But our God has no expiry date when it comes to blessing people. Can I have an amen? amen. And look at their attitude. I want you to, your attitude will determine your altitude. And no matter your difficulties or challenges, let your head be up and have a good attitude. So the Bible says in the verse number 8, verse number 8, it was whilst he was serving God. Whilst the man was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division. Means that the priests, all of them had the, their jobs to do. And so whilst he was serving God, what happened to him? Verse number 9, according to the custom of the priesthood, his Lord fell to to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. So he was doing the worshiping stuff and the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense and verse 11, then the, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar. Hallelujah. As you are serving, God will send an angel to you. You didn't hear me. I said, as you are serving God, God will send an angel to you. 
God will send a helper to you. As you are worshiping. So two key things. You see, they were worshippers and they were they were they were worshippers and they were servants. So I said worshippers and servants. Bible says that God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, for he seeketh such to worship him. So when you come to church, you have to learn to be a worshiper. Amen. You have to learn to be a worshiper and worship the Lord. Worship, lift up holy hands, bless God. If you even don't know how to sing the song, lift your hands and let worship and praise exude from your heart unto God and say, Lord, I'm thankful to you for the gift of life. I want to thank you for my church. I want to thank you for my friends. Thank you for, thank you for my neighbors. I want to thank you for my hair. You give me some hair, hallelujah. Glory to God, amen. You have helped me to be able to color my hair from black to brown. It's a blessing, amen. And do a pompijou on top. Praise the Lord. You know, so just learn to be grateful to God and thank the Lord. Be a smiling person. Amen. Amen. God is not dead. He's alive. Amen. And he will make a way for you. Amen. And apart from worshiping God, part of your worship is not just a singing type of worship, but worship as some means service. Some say service. So you've got to serve. And I keep saying that if you don't serve in a company, how can the company pay you? The love of God is free. But the blessings are not free. Amen? God does not discriminate in his love, but he discriminates when it comes to blessing. That is why when you go to companies, all of them don't receive the same salary. You are paid according to your service. So, the fact that you come to church does not guarantee a blessing. You get love. God loves you. We love our children, but we expect them to serve. We expect them to sweep. We expect them to clean the house. We expect them to do some duties. So, God also loves you, but he expects you to do some duties so that you will walk in blessing. So, the question is, what, as a vessel, in a great house, there are not only what? Vessels of gold and silver, wood and clay, but there are also some for honor and dishonor. Are you an honorable vessel? What kind of vessel are you? Are you a talking, talking, gossiping, gossiping vessel? Or you are a vessel that encourages people. A vessel that is bringing souls into the kingdom. A vessel that is prayerful. Bible talks about Epaphras, a man of prayer. Paul was a man of evangelism and great apostolic grace. And everybody has been given a certain kind of grace. Are you utilizing your grace? What are you doing in the house of God? Remember that as you serve, God is going to bless you. As he was serving, the angel of the Lord came and he said that, I like in verse 13, he said that the very first day that you prayed, you were heard. When Zechariah, he says that, do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer is what? Heard. So it means that the guy, if at an old age, his prayer was heard, it means that Long ago when he prayed, his prayer was heard. And he didn't relent in serving. 
He didn't say, God, look at me. I've been coming, I've been throwing incense and doing all the same. And all these years you have not answered me. You haven't given me a wife, you haven't given me a husband, you haven't given me a job, you haven't given me this. And then look at my friends. This one drives a car, this one is here, this one is here. Listen to me. Media Beba. There's a song. Media Beba. Media Beba. Media Beba. Iradi the Media Beba. Oh, you don't know how to sing it. Oh, you are, you are born after uh, technology. You haven't, no, nobody know. Auntie Ari, eh? You know it. Sing it for them. Sing it. Iradi the Media Beba. Okay, you are, say, tell us the words. The media beba. Then there's something. Media. Media beba, media beba, media beba. Eradidi media beba. Media beba. Yeah. The one when you lean on him, his spine is strong enough that he doesn't break. He stands strong, erect. He will make sure that your own too will come. Your own will come. Yeah. Amen. Your turn will come. Don't give up. And that's the reason why, as I finish my message, in Exodus 23, 25, and 26, it says that, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and water. Oh, read it. I like this scripture. It's one of my favorite scriptures. So you shall, let's read together. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. Hallelujah. That's what you shall serve. And he shall bless. Say, so as I serve the Lord my God, my pastor will bless. My teacher will bless. My husband will bless. He, God, will bless your bread and water. I will take sickness away from the midst of you. And verse 1 it says, it says that no one will suffer miscarriage or be buried in your land. Hey, it means that fruitfulness shall be your portion. That means that as you are being spiritually fruitful, as you are serving God, God will also make sure that you are fruitful. And he said, I will fulfill the number of your days. It means that I'm going to give you long life. And whatever good thing that must happen in your days, they are surely going to happen. If you've got to get a house, you're going to get your house. You're going to get your husband. You're going to get your wife. You have your children. You have your business. You have the money. You have, oh my goodness. I will fulfill the number of your days. Wow. Matthew 10, 28 to 30. Peter said, Lord, we've left all to follow you. Hey, the guy. The guy was a businessman. He said, Lord, you me Hey! Me, yeah, me, Just doing my fishing business. You say I should stop. You have called me. What do I eat? Have you forgotten that I've got a wife? Mrs. Peter is there. Eh? Eh? Mrs. Peter is there. My children are there. My grandchildren have must leave them an inheritance. Eh? I must have a business. Listen. Everybody try and get a business. Don't only be in unemployment. You, you can be in unemployment for today but have a business tomorrow. When you lose your employment, eh? Eh? Oh, a time will come. You, you can't even be made irrelevant. Somebody replace you. Your child cannot replace you. 
your employment. Your, your child doesn't inherit your employment, your child inherits your business. So you can start, you start life, you start life by working for others, learn a trade, learn something, all those things. But at the end of the day, build a business. Build a business. Akofa, build a business. Eh? Yeah. And when you are building a business, you don't start by looking for money. Eh? You start by having a qualitative brand name. Qualitative brand name. Eh? Yeah. When you take certain legal firms, when they mention their name, you know that when you go and give your case to them, somehow you know that you are getting somewhere. You build a name. Build a business. Build a name. Don't, don't try. Don't start business. I want money. I want money. I want money. No, 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 no. Just build something. Get a good name. A good name is better than riches. So build a good name. Build whatever. And when you do that, then you see that the name will bring customers. So in business, then build a good franchise. Is that right? Yeah. A pastor is doing small, small thing. Yeah, Amen. Amen. I learned something today. If you didn't get anything, take this home. Take it home. Take it home. Pray that God give me wisdom. The ideas to make work. Deuteronomy 8.18. The Bible says God gives us the power to make what? Wealth. Amen. He gives you power to make work. One day you go on pension. One day the job will say, okay, look at the bank. Eh? All those who are working at those five banks, they are jobless today. Eh? Or a number of them are jobless. Is that right? Yeah. And their children are not going to replace them. <laughs> but, and when you die, even on your job, your family doesn't come and replace you. But your family can take over your business. Am I helping somebody here? Time will come, I'll share on some few business principles. Amen. Some of you have learned your children. When you have learned said other things, let your, your family know where they are. Your wife doesn't know where this is. Your children don't know where they are. They must know. Are they not part of the family? Hello? Okay, you let me let me not get into it. Amen. Let's do this, Mark. Two, two scriptures and we are done. Mark chapter 10, 28 to 30. Mark chapter 10. 
So Peter began to say to him, Jesus, see, we have left all and followed you. Is that not what we have done? But some of you have not left all. <laughs> he said, we've left all to follow you. And look at what Jesus responded. Jesus said, I surely I say to you, there is no one, let's read together, there is no one who has left what? House or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels and that what? Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time on earth houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. Hallelujah. So it means that when you leave things to serve the Lord, whatever you left, God will give it back to you. Amen. I said God will give back to you. Amen. 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 And I'm a living proof of that. God has blessed me. Brothers. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Brothers. Yeah. Fathers. Mothers. Friends. Yeah. And God says he will give you both earthly blessings and heavenly blessings. Earthly and heavenly. Yeah. Heavenly. He give you sons. He give you sons. That's why Pastor Johnny is here. With me. He's a son. And he goes to do many things. Pass here, pass there. He's a son. Yeah. Pastor Kuya is here. He's a daughter. Amen. Yeah, real daughters. I can advise them. Say this, that, that. God will give you sons, give you daughters, give you husbands, give you wives, give you friends. Don't be afraid to lose your friends in the world. They will not help you to go to heaven. Some of them, they are going to be excess baggage. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Some of you are too traditional oriented. More Ashanti than Christians. In heaven, there will not be Ashanti. The moment you see Ashanti, you don't know anybody else. You have changed your life. Some of you too are too gang. And too ever. Nyabro. So, you, you, you believe so much in the gang alliance or the frafra alliance more than the Christianity alliance. But through Christ, we have become a one family. Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. And we are brothers. We are brothers. We are sisters. I go to places and sometimes where I do have relation and I have Christian brothers and sisters who, who treats me much, much better than maybe people from my own biological family. Yes. Very, very, very special. Yeah. Get to country, they're meeting you at the airport with bouquet. Special treatment. You sit in one car and they have <coughs> different cars following you. They take you to the hotel. And things treat. Hey. They assign somebody. Attend to you. And attend to her, attend to mommy, attend to this. Hey, it can only be in Christ. So, no one who leaves father and mother for my sake. And Jesus said it, do it in a message version. He said, I've left all. Look, I'm coming to church, I'm doing this. No, you will be blessed. 
<laughs> uh, read it with me. Go, go back to 29. Jesus said, mark my words. Start the 28. Maybe it's, uh, let's see. Peter tried another angle. We left everything and followed you. Uh, can you imagine somebody comes and say, Charlie, we've left everything and followed you. You should, should put something in your heart. Is that not it? And then Jesus said, mark my words. Tell somebody, mark Jesus' words. No one who sacrifices house. It means that you have to sacrifice a house. Amen? Yeah. Brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, land. And that time you have to sacrifice them. Amen? That time you have to sacrifice our children. You have to move. You are going to preach here. You have to preach here to preach here. If you want to serve God, eh, you, will not, you will not be an ordinary person. If you want to serve God, listen, those of you who are singers and all those things, you are not ordinary. Amen. Amen. If you serve in the house of God, you are not ordinary. Don't expect to come for first service and after that you are running home. He said, I'm going to rest. I have a job. We all know that we all, Monday we have to go to work. But the whole week you have been serving God. The Sunday too, the Sabbath. And remember the Bible said, remember the Sabbath. It is a holy day set apart unto the Lord. That one you want to steal that day. What kind of thief are you? Ah, you are a thief. The day meant for God also, instead of giving God his due, you say, God, that day too, I won't give it to you. I'll give it to something else. And God says, okay, go and give it. Go and give it. Go and give it. He said, I have to attend to my husband. I have to attend to my wife. I have to attend to my children. How about the God who has been keeping you? How about the God who has been keeping you? Hello? Or you think we don't have anything to do? Which we have got family. I've got many brothers. I've got many sisters. I've got many cousins. There are many things that call us. But I'm thinking about you. And we'll spend the time praying for you. Study the word of God. Teach you whatever. The time we need you after first service, you have run away. So if you have run away, when we are praying for souls, the new people that come, the two people, three people that have come, or five people that have come, ten people that have come, join the church, they have come to sing uh, into the service. And you, you have run away. How do we do the church service? Cameraman has run away. I don't want to mention names. Because it's a, and the cameraman cannot be seen, so you are, you are covered. Yeah, the cameraman has, cameraman has run away. Some greeters have run away. Traffic directors have run away. Some palace praise members, they sing for first service, second service, guru. They have run away. Some too, as the service is going, they go out, then when it's time for to sing, then they come around. They think we don't see them. We have seen all their sins. But we, 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 we have overlooked it. But we are, we are preaching about it. Yeah. Am I helping you? Yeah. So the so point I'm making is that you make sacrifices. Whoever will follow the Lord, John 15, John 12, 24. He says that except the corn of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. There's a sacrifice you must make. Who says you don't? Who makes that? You make sacrifices. Hello? Yeah. 
I said, Pastor, sometimes I come here the whole day. Saturday, you say, we are praying, we are doing things. By the time that I say I'm getting to bed, sometimes 1 a.m. or after, and yet I have to wake up very early and get set by 4.30 or thereabout, we are up to prepare. Because between 4.30 and 6, it's a very short time. And come to church and come and preach. First service, standing on my feet. Second service, standing on my feet. And have meetings and then have other meetings without eating anything. So those of you, after first service, know you are looking for something. Yummy, 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 yummy. You want to eat. What kind of this is that? Sunday, can't you wait more? So second service, can't you wait? Say so you are running away. Say I'm going to eat something and come. At your age, you, you cannot hold on small. Hello? Am I, am I teaching something here? Yeah. Jesus said, listen carefully. Unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, there to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But if it is buried, it sprouts and reproduces itself many times over. Do you become a fruitful one? Let's do that scripture and let me finish as I'm, I'm done. The Mark. Mark. Mark 10. So Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, there's no one who has left. No, do it a message version. I don't know. Mark my words. Read it with me. Mark my words. No one who sacrifices house, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, land. Whatever. Because of me and the message, that's the gospel, verse 30, will lose out. They will get it all back. Just slap someone and say, you will get it all back. Kick the person and say, you will get it all back. I said, kick, kick the person, you will get it all back. Kick the person, you will get it all back. I said, I didn't say look at the person, I said, kick the person, you will get it all back. Let the person feel you. You get it. You get it all back. <laughs> you didn't kick the person. I said you get it all back. Kick the person. You get it all back. Hit the person. You get it all back. Punch a person. You get it all back. Punch. 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 You get it all back. Punch. You get it all back. You get it all back. Punch. 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 You get it all back. You get it all back. You get it all back. Punch. You get it all back. Come. You make up. Aburu wow. It's like the nurses. When you are going to give birth and you see that your husband is coming, doing hello, honey, 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 what's with the menu? When it comes to giving birth, you will see. And that time the man is not, you know, often to most hospitals, they don't allow the men to. He said, push, 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 push. Then they slap, slap you small. He said, that, that's why it's a professional allowance. Take opportunity and beat you small. <laughs> Amen? They will get it all back. But multiplied many times. In homes. In brothers. In sisters. In mothers. In children. And land. But also in troubles. Yeah. Persecution. Is that not it? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you go through something. Don't you go through things? Yeah, it's all part of it. And then the bonus of what? Eternal life, which is even the most important. Wow. Somebody say, wow. And the good news is Hebrews 6 says that God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love. 
in that you are ministered to the saints and you do minister. Slap someone and say, God does not forget. Your labor of love. Whatever you are doing, you are being marked. Blessing is waiting for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our final scripture. 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 17 to 19. Yemaha katalabash. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, not to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Read with me. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty. What's the meaning of the word haughty? To be haughty. To be proud. Is that right? To feel more important than who they are. Not to trust in what? Uncertain riches. Means riches are uncertain. Don't trust in riches. Trust in God. That's why I say, but in the who? In the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy. May God give you all things to enjoy. Amen. You didn't hear me say, may God give you all things to enjoy. Everything that you need to enjoy, may God bring them your way. Receive them in the name of Jesus. I see a God who is bringing to you all good things. All good things. Receive all good things in the name of Jesus. Verse 18 and 19. Let them do good. Stop somebody and say do good. That they be rich in good works. That's what do good. Be rich in good works. Ready to give. Willing to, share. willing to share. Wow. He says that those who are rich in this world, that means that you are rich in something. Rich in singing. Rich in smiling. Rich in laughter. Rich in health. Rich in whatever. Let them what? Let them not be haughty. Let them not trust in uncertain riches. But let them what? Do good. Let them be rich in good works. That's what it Be rich in good works. That means that any good work you are doing, be rich in it. Any good work, what? Be rich in it. Be ready to give. Somebody say, ready to give. And willing to share. So whatever it is, be willing to share. And what is the result of it? Verse 19. When you do that, you are storing, they are storing up for themselves, what? A good foundation for the time to come. Means that they, what are they doing? Foundation, on a foundation, we build things. Is that not it? For the time to come. That they may lay hold on eternal life. Ah. Do the message version and then we'll pray. Same scripture. Read it. One, two. Tell those rich in this world's wealth to quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money which is here today and gone tomorrow. Do you know that it happens to people? If you don't know, there's a man called Mike Tyson. It happened to him. Eh? Yeah. Tell them. Let's read. Tell them to go after God. Slap someone and say, go after God. Who piles on all the riches we could ever what? Manage. Wow. <laughs> Verse 18. To do what? Good. To be rich in helping others and to be extravagantly generous. Wow! Do be what? Extravagantly generous. When we say somebody is extravagant, what's the meaning? 
is, is odd? Someone who spends money. Is that right? Be a spender. That means that be generous. Be somebody who is a child here. Just learn. You know, you know some people, before they give, you have to hit their hands. Yeah, their hand is always like this. So there's, there's a place of them. When you hit it, when you hit it, then. So they're only open by, by, by compulsive action. When you hit the button, then a certain reflex action has to take place before they open. But it shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I heard a story of somebody who didn't like giving. He said, he said, give me. So the guy was getting drowned in a river. And the person saving him said, give me your hand. Give me your hand. And the person was not giving. He was just saying, I said, give me your hand. And somebody who knew him said that, no. Tell him that, take, take my hand. Receive, take my hand. When he said, take my hand, then the God gave brother. You see, he, and he, he told the guy, he said, this guy, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't understand, give me. What he understands is take. And so when he said, take my hand, then the guy took his hands. What a shock. Learn to give. Give and it shall be given to you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Running over. Shall God cause men to give unto you. And And the verse 19, as we finish, it says, if they do that, they will build a treasury that will last. Gaining life that is truly May you build a treasury that will last. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make you a useful vessel. A vessel of honor. A vessel that when he sees, he'll be happy with. May God look at you and say, this is my faithful servant. One who has lived for me and served me all his days and all her days. And may the Lord bless your bread and water. From today, when you touch sand, may God turn it to, to gold dust for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Whatever used to be difficult for you, may the Lord make it easy for you. Amen. May God pick you from a ground position to a top position. Amen. As you are serving, may God release unto you your angel. Amen. As Zechariah was serving and an angel of the Lord was released, may God bring to you an angel. Amen. That man you need. And may gates open of their own accord. Amen. Without struggle in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. May God bring to you your assigned husband, Amen. your assigned wife, Amen. business partners, Amen. friends, Amen. colleagues. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May people buy you tickets. International tickets. Amen. May somebody help you. May, may you, the visa you are looking for, may it come to you with ease. In the name of Jesus. May somebody buy you tickets. May God be gracious to you. When you want to marry, may people sponsor you. May somebody buy you a fresh car. May somebody give you land papers. May somebody dash you houses. May you receive an inheritance. Both physical and spiritual. Receive fresh anointing. Receive the grace of God. Receive the might of God. Receive the power of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus. 
as you serve God, may he bless your bread and water. May he take sickness away from the midst of thee. The number of your days may be fulfilled. May your dreams be realized. May the way maker make a way for you. May God give you the upper hand against anybody contesting with you. May your enemies bow to you. May you never beg your enemies for anything. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, may you be lifted from a down position to a top position. In blessing, the Lord bless you. In increasing, may he increase you. Receive the blessing of multiplication. May your wisdom multiply. Your knowledge multiply. Your contacts multiply. Your friends multiply. Your money multiply. Your cars multiply. Your business businesses multiply. I speak multiplication over you. And I speak greatness over you. May you be great in Ghana. Great in your company. Great at school. Great in your community. Great in the church. May you receive special love, favor, and obtain grace. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. It is raining all around me. I can feel it. It's a lot of rain. Oh, right on give us more rain. Give us more rain. prosperity. Send me prosperity in every area. Let there be open doors unto me. In the name of Jesus. He's a prayer hearing God. The angel said, the Lord, your, your prayer is heard. May your prayer be heard now. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voice. Just one minute. In the name of Jesus. Speak into the rest of the week. Command your week. Speak into the week. Declare the Thank you, the Lord, 
fruit of new souls, fruit of effective follow-up, fruitfulness in our giving, fruitfulness in our Bible studies, fruitfulness in all that we do for you. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.